This morning's scripture reading comes from Luke chapter 6, verses 37 through 42. Please follow along in your own Bibles or as the text is presented on the screens above. I will be reading from the New International Version today. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Our lives can be so fragmented, disrupted, torn apart and splintered. We can be so out of sync with the deepest parts of who we are and what we really long for. But there's truth that centers us, aligns us, and connects us in ways that we don't expect. The words of Jesus, truth and life. In him we find a new way to be human, a new way to live. Sync. Good morning, church. I'm Sharon Anderson, one of the pastors on team. I thought I should at least announce to you that both of our Pastor Marks are gone today. Pastor Mark and Patty Meredith are taking some vacation time to be with family. And Pastor Mark Neely is with a bunch of our middle schoolers down at a thunder retreat. So you can pray for both of them as they're serving and rejuvenating. I think Mark Neely will have to come back and be rejuvenated, but we're so grateful for the opportunities they've had with that. So we are in a series called In Sync. Now you probably know what it means to be in sync with someone. Synchronized or the synchronization of things where things come together in harmony. Things move or happen in sync at the same time, the same speed. So when we're talking about in sync with Jesus, we're looking at his words again to remind ourselves that this is the way of people of God. I was thinking this week as I read the scriptures and prepared for this, ancient words, but yet they're not ancient words. They're current words, as if Jesus were coming himself today to remind us this is what it looks like to be in sync with with me. This is what it looks like to be fully human. So I invite you to pray with me as we dig into this message this morning. Lord, we thank you that your words are ever new, that this day, in this place, you through your spirit will speak again the ancient words that are, on, that are in our scriptures, because it is life. And so we lean into your spirit now and we invite you to do what only you can do to take words into our hearts and response. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So have you ever 
judged someone else. Have you ever looked out at someone else and had a little bit of a critical thing come into your mind? Before you even know what's happening, you've already made a conclusion about that person. Here's my example. This week, I was here at church, I was preparing and looking at the sermon text, and then it was time to go home, and I headed home, and as I was driving by into my neighborhood, I saw that one house, you know, that house in the neighborhood, and I can remember looking at that house thinking, why don't they get the moss off the roof? Terrible. And look at all the junk on the side of the house. Oh, why do they, and what, and just that moment, the owner of the house came walking across the street to, um, you know, go to her house, and I, I don't usually see that person, and, and so I, I don't even know who they, they are, but I was making all these judgments about this person. I was assuming lazy, un, uninformed, um, all these things, all these labels were coming to my mind. So as I drive by, I turn the corner to head down to my house, and I'm thinking, whoa, what was I just reading about? Do not judge. Do not condemn. And I realized that the Spirit was bringing to me something that is really so common to all of us, where we have this sense when we look at other people, we judge, we become judgmental. That was my story, but I know that I'm not alone in this. I know that all of you, whatever your age, have ways of looking at other people and making quick judgments, making assumptions about them. And so today we're going to look at ways that we can learn from Jesus' words about what it means to not judge. We're going to look at, uh, first of all, the culture's perspective on judging. What do they say about judging? We're going to look at Jesus' perspective because that's what we really want to be in sync with. And then we're going to look at our own response to that. You know, did you know that Christians have the reputation of being judgmental? It hits close to home. Many people will think of judgmental along with the term Christian. In fact, there was a study done back in 2007 by Barna, included in a book that's called Unchristian, What a New Generation Really Thinks About Christians. And yes, it's maybe 10 years old, but I think the conclusions are not that different from today. They interviewed non-Christians, people who called themselves not believers, usually in the younger age group, 20 to 30 years old. And nine out of 10 of them called Christians judgmental. When they said, how would you describe a Christian? Nine out of ten of them used the word, they are judgmental. Ouch. Our culture is looking at us in a way, is it a fair conclusion? I kind of think we better pay attention to that. Because there's something about the way Christians have been, and I'm not saying all of us, but we need to pay attention to this, where Christians have been seen as finger pointers. Those who take a finger, point it at another person, and judgment comes at it. And so what we want to look at today is, is that a fair conclusion? And what does it mean when Jesus says, do not judge? Here's a finger pointing at you. Because 
you might have had your mother or father tell you, don't point finger, don't point, right? But, and I probably wouldn't do it except this morning I'm using it as an example. But in our minds, in our thoughts, we're finger pointing all the time. And it's right at that person. Oh, yeah, oh, I've got a conclusion about you. I've got a judgment about you. That is the way people see Christians throughout our culture. And I think it's a fair assessment, and I think we need to... We need to learn. That's why the scripture is here today, to keep us in sync with the way of Jesus when he says, do not judge. So on one hand, a very fair assessment. We tend to be seen as finger pointers. On the other hand, our culture will always, sometimes use the words of scripture to come back at us in a not so correct way. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, you know Jesus said, do not judge. So, and what they're meaning about by that is, you can't say anything negative about anybody. That judgment, if, if we assess anything as being wrong or immoral, that we are judgmental. So what I want to just do today is kind of talk about both of those. The culture says, on one hand, you judgmental Christians. On the other hand, they're, they're using our own scriptures in kind of a not-so-clear way. What is it that Jesus is saying about judgment? Well, let's first of all look at what he's not saying. Because the word judge is used in Scripture and in our own vernacular in a lot of different ways. We talk about judge as something very negative, but also positive. And in the Scripture, it's the same way. Sometimes judgment means that you're condemning someone. Sometimes it means that you're sitting in judgment over them. But on other times, judgment means you're assessing, you're discerning what is good and what is not good. You're evaluating, you're making a judgment. And this is what is meant in this scripture. So when we hear this term, do not judge, do not condemn, we can kind of put those two together. They're actually the same statement reiterated in a different way. Do not judge, do not condemn. That is what Jesus is talking about. And it does not mean, it does not mean you cannot make moral evaluations. It doesn't mean you can't make an ethical assessment of things. Because we all need to do that. In fact, if you have your Bibles and open that to Luke 6, you'll see that just after this passage, Jesus talks about good trees and bad trees, good fruit and bad fruit. So he's telling us, I want you to pay attention. I want you to assess the kind of people you hang out with, the kind of people you um, learn from. Do they, are they producing good fruit or bad fruit? And so we need to make a, an assessment, a judgment, a discernment. That's the right kind of judging. And you know, we have to also be clear that when it says do, when, that judgment is not overlooking offenses or saying justice doesn't matter because God is a God of justice and he wants to move us toward justice the perfect judge of course so neither one of those when the when the world might say to you oh those Christians that Jesus didn't he say do not judge he's not saying don't make an assessment do not, he's not saying discernment is off the table. He's not saying anything goes. But he is telling us in our relationships, and particularly, as we'll see, in our relationships with each other in the kingdom of God. So what does it mean then to judge rightly? This, Jesus, we can see in this scripture, 
definitely talked about justice in a way that, judging in, in both ways, because he says this in John 7. Stop judging by mere appearances. That would be the judgmental part, the part I was doing with my neighbor. <laughs> that kind of, don't just judge by mere appearances, but judge, do judge correctly. There is a correct way to judge. And so we're going to look at how Jesus lives this out and t- teaches us about judgment. Jesus' perspective. God knows we, we struggle with this. When Jesus spoke about it in those thousands of years ago, he saw people just like me, just like you, who whether figuratively or literally were pointing fingers at others. And so this sermon this morning it comes from a whole... This, what we're speaking about this morning on judging comes from a whole sermon. You may have heard of the Sermon on the Mount. Well, in Luke, it's called the Sermon on the Plain because they weren't on a mountain. They were down on a level place on a plain. And Jesus is pulling, uh, Luke has pulled together these teachings of Jesus. So let's just get a little bit of context here because there's nothing worse than jumping into the middle of a sermon, which we're doing today. We'll give Jesus due, uh, we can't do the whole sermon, but let me just give you a few of the, the nuggets that he had already spoken to the people before we come to this text. First of all, he talked about blessings. We called them the Beatitudes. This is what it is to be blessed in the kingdom of God. And Luke, in his sermon on the plain, adds, and woe to you, blessings and woes. The kingdom of God looks like this, but it doesn't look like this. The other part that he brings up here is love for enemies. That is a new way of living into the kingdom of God, a way that we look at others through eyes, not as enemies, but as someone to go towards. And so Jesus talks very clearly about, you know, so what? You love the people who love you. Big deal. I call you to love your enemies. And then he has in that part also what we call the golden rule. Does that mean, can we say it together? Do unto others as you would have them do to you, right? That's the golden rule. And so much of what this scripture is about lives into that aspect. And then just before we come to today's text, at the end of him talking about loving your enemies, Jesus says this, so be merciful just as your father is merciful. The mercy of God the Father is the foundation of what we're going to talk about today. And it lives itself out in these commandments that we're talking about. So if you have your Bible, either in print or on your phone, open it up so you make sure I'm speaking the words of Jesus and not my own. Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 37 that Betsy read for us. It says, do not judge, you won't be judged. Do not condemn, you won't be condemned. Forgive, you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. There is this sense of rhythm in the kingdom of God that the things that we measure out to others come back to us. Do not judge, you're going to receive judgment. Do not condemn, or that'll be your lot. He talks about it real clearly after that and saying, you know, the measure you use, it's going to come back to you. Listen to how uh, Eugene Peterson does these verses, and I, I like them because, you know, he puts them in a, in a way that we can just grab right onto. He says this, don't pick on people. Don't jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That 
hardness can boomerang. That's what Jesus is talking about. What we measure out to others can boomerang back to us. And so when he talks about measuring things related to, you know, to pick, picking uh, some grain up, this is the picture he has, big uh, cup of, bushel of grain, and you shake it out, and you press it down, and you fill in more grain, and you get all the um, spaces out of there, so that measure could be true and full and rich. That's the measure that's poured into our laps. And the measure of God's mercy is what we get there. Shaken down, and it's actually running over, right? This measure that we have from God. And he's saying, this is the way I want you to measure in your relationships with each other. Someone has said it this way. It was an anonymous anonymous quote, so I can't give credit, but I thought it was a good one. We are very good lawyers for our own mistakes. In other words, we're good at defending ourselves, we're good at justice, we're good at all of that about our own mistakes, but we're very good judges for the mistakes of others. We want a good lawyer for our case and a good judge for somebody else's case. This is what Jesus is addressing, and he does so in a way that talks about specks in one person's eye and beams in another. Jesus was the ultimate storyteller and he built pictures and this is supposed to be one of those pictures that when he told it, you can imagine his audience laughing because it really is quite a comical picture. And that is this sense of you've got a beam coming out of your eye and you're trying to get a speck out of your brother's eye and he's saying, hey bub, you have a little something in your eye there, okay? That is supposed to make us incredulous because we get the idea if we've got something in our eye very little you want somebody to come close but the person that's coming close to you to get that out of your eye the scripture is not just a beam it's actually the supporting beam of a house so it's like you were a builder you know this huge thing sticking way out of the eye and you're getting close and saying you know I think you have something right there in your eye and this beam is knocking them on the head and tipping them over this is the picture Jesus gives of us when we're judging not in his way let me read it again just to give you the picture. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother or sister's eye and pay no attention to the plank, the beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you, you yourself fail to even see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to the remove the speck from your brother's eye. Specks and planks. That's the picture Jesus wants us to think of as we do this. And so our response to this dilemma of judgment is to take a look at what that means for us. Perhaps you remember what I started with, fingers pointing at others, right? Well, you probably also heard that when fingers point at others, there are three of them pointing back at you. Three ways that what we're saying to somebody else comes back at us. And so what I want to do in just kind of unpacking this, me- this last part of the passage where Jesus says, take the plank out of your own eye. I mean, that's our action step, right? Right? That's what we're going to have to do in order to 
be with him on the way of judging correctly. So I want to give you three suggestions, and maybe it'll help you as you think about it this week. Instead of judging others, what are the things I'm going to be paying attention to as I think about judging others? Removing that plank. Let's talk about it. First of all, we're going to take, allow some space for self-reflection. This is all, remember, undergirded by God's mercy. But unless we take the time to think through where, how we've been judging, to actually notice the beam in our eye, we're going to just go merrily on our way and keep whacking people with that thing sticking out of our eye. He wants us to first remove the plank from our eye. And that happens as we reflect, as we assess. I I used to think that, you know, my example of my judgment of the neighbor, I used to feel like, oh, terrible, I should do better next time. I'm learning. I'm learning that that reminder that came to me was from the Spirit and was giving me opportunity to say, I want you to reflect on this, Sharon. How are you living into this? And so you take some time. Give yourself some space to assess yourself. There are things we judge in others, you know, that really are about what we don't like in ourselves. Have you ever noticed that? When something irritates you about something somebody else often it's something that might be going on in your own life that's one example and you look at somebody it, you know it could be for me in that example that I first gave you I might the other thing is we might take pride in our own life and so we look at others and say well they don't quite measure up um, you know they're, they're not doing what I do for instance this neighbor that I was referring to this house oh they don't keep their house up like I do I mean I'm really on top of that Actually, my husband is, but, um, but nevertheless, it's part of our pride that wants to look good and to build ourselves up. And so how do we do it? By pointing the finger and putting somebody else down. We recognize that our judgments of others are coming from our place, of really a place of not really experiencing the mercy of God. We think he's measuring us, or we think we'll never get there, so why even bother? But God says, I'm a merciful God. I do not give you what you deserve. I give you mercy and grace, which is beyond that. And so when we take some time, and I think this is kind of countercultural. I mean, take some time. Jesus is saying, you hypocrites, don't be play-acting in this. Take some time to think through, where am I pretending that I've got it together, but I'm actually talking about somebody else who doesn't. This kind of hypocrisy is what Jesus is talking about, and we, we need time. We need time to look it through. We need space, maybe to journal, definitely to pray, in community, space with people you trust. And that's the second point. Invite others to speak into your life. If you're a judgmental person, if like the, the um, cartoon showed, sometimes you're just oblivious to it, right? You don't even realize how judgmental you are unless someone else is kind enough to bring it to your attention. Now, this is a little counterintuitive because you don't want to invite people in to judge you and condemn you, right? 
But this is what the community of faith is all about. We're meant to encourage each other on to love and good deeds. And if we're walking around with judgment in our eyes, in the way we view others, we're not able to live into that love and good deeds. And so we need a loving community to help us see the truth about ourselves. When we rub up against each other, that's when we hear it. That's when we notice it. And we have to be humble enough, this takes humility, this second step, to allow someone else to speak into your life. Now, it may not be just in a big setting like this, but a trusted person, a mentor, a friend in your life group, somewhere where you can say, I struggle with this. This is an area where I want to grow because I recognize I'm seeing people with such judgment. Would you, would you help me walk in this? We invite others to speak into our life, maybe a mentor, a friend, and we, in, the, in that way, are able to take that plank out of our eye, lay it under the mercy of Christ. That's the last step, and it's really the most step, important step. It's all of the steps in, in, real, in reality, because we need to lean on the mercy and grace of God. If I have not experienced grace for my mess-ups, then I cannot extend it to the other person. If I haven't understood that God forgives what I've done, then I can't offer that to somebody else. So we lean into the mercy of God. Ah, what a gift it is. I mean, we sing of it. We speak of it. I mean, part of why we worship together is to remind us what a God we serve who welcomes us in mercy. Mercy that forgives offenses. Mercy that sees people with love. I want you to do this for me. And you can point it at me if you want. But put your, put your hand in a finger pointing way. I don't mind if you point it at me. Just don't point it at your spouse, right? <laughs> or your children. But just think of the way that people view Christians. Pointing a finger at others. What, and as we remove these planks these things that we just said to make space to invite others in, to remember God's mercy, our hands open up and we're off ready to offer something else, the mercy of God. Instead of a finger-pointing, judgmental attitude, a condemning word or look or thought, we have hands wide open to say, I have received the mercy of God and I extend this to you as well. This is what Jesus means when he says, do not judge, do not condemn. The measure you use will come back to you. Pay attention to that plank in your eye. Let's remove it together and offer mercy instead of judgmentalism. I invite you to pray with me. Oh Lord, how we need this word. We are all so prone to a quick judgment. We see it in the way we look at others, in the way they dress, how they talk, how they vote. Oh Lord, forgive us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for these words that we can be in sync with that you call us to judge correctly, to pay attention to the ways in our own sight where we get blocked by judgmentalism and to allow you to remove it 
so that we could extend a hand of mercy. Lord, we want to be in sync with you on this. And we know that through your spirit, you can do a deep work in our hearts that will transform our thinking, our speaking, our pointing. We pray this in confidence in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.